0437 is our text line and we are privileged to be joined in the studio now, Tim, by our inaugural chair of Tasmania's AFL team, Grant O'Brien. Nice to see you, Grant. Nice to see you both. Thanks for the invitation. Thanks for coming in. Nice and early too. Appreciate that. Uh, well, has it sunk in what you're doing yet, Grant? Obviously, you've been in the, in the role since July, I think you, you were appointed, but uh must have been a whirlwind since then, and you've been pretty busy putting the board in place. Uh, how's things been going? Yeah, well, it's it's a privilege. You know, that's how I view it. It's a it's a real opportunity to do something for the state that uh, I grew up in and I I love, and it's a it's a subject that I'm pretty passionate about. But you're right. Um, it's been a bit of a whirlwind since the uh, appointment in July, and the board came on board middle of September. So, you know, we're a bit over a month in, or or a month in, and I think the uh, the work that's been done and the work we have ahead of us um, has got us all getting out of bed every morning pretty clear on what we've got to do to deliver this for the for the state. What are some of the biggest things you've started on, I guess? Or what are the short-term things and then what are some of the longer-term goals that the board's already working on? We've uh, put the board to work straight away, Tim, and uh, because we don't have an executive at this point in time, so it's an active board. And, and we've, we've set up um, half a dozen work streams that are that are going to get us to where we need to. The, the two most important of which are, are infrastructure and fan engagement. So they're our two big big focus areas and and for for good reason, um, keeping the, the, the community involved in the club and informed about the club um, will help us with the second part, which is the infrastructure part. And we've got to have uh, a training and administration centre and we've got to have a stadium in Tasmania, we've got to have a refurbished and uh, a stadium in Launceston in order for the team to be successful. So they're the, they're the priority items for us yep. at the moment. We've got people aimed at those from the board. You mentioned no CEO yet. Uh, I guess we'll start there. Do you want to get someone in ASAP and will it be a, a Brendan Gale, if you like, or will it be sort of an interim until things sort of get rolling down the track? We will we will have that in place by the end of the year, that's the that's the plan that's what we've been talking about, and that will be a a CAO, COO G, GM type role. It won't be the the uh, long time CEO, if you like, mm-hmm. um, and for a couple of reasons, we're really in the establishment phase, and and I think having that um, someone on the ground here driving that um, is going to be important. So it's going to be more a COO GM type person for the first year or so. Is that because the team itself is so far away and and we're looking at a different skill set from sort of setting up the club to having a, a CEO come in and run the club? Is it diff, completely different skill sets you're looking spot at there? Spot on, yeah. spot on. There's, there's an establishment phase and an operational phase is how we're talking about yeah. it. And, and, you know, having a GM of the quality of uh, Brendan Gale as the example that you used um, or anyone of his calibre um, is what we need. We're pretty clear that come appointment of the CEO... Um, that it's got to be someone who's got uh, dirt under their fingernails, someone who knows how to run a club. Yeah. Um, we've seen that with the Suns and Giants, the difference in in uh, outcomes when you've got kind of grey hair, as I've called it, in those key positions. Yeah. High Performance Centre is an interesting one. Uh, saw Glenorchy Council say they don't want it out there um, for a variety of reasons. We've seen Hobart City Council knock it back. Um you're running out of places to put this thing. Obviously, Rosney Golf Course is the one that springs to mind. I've heard Cambridge slash Seven Mile Beach as well, the Twin Ovals. Do you have a preferred site in mind that you'd like to see? We've got four or five sites that we're looking at at the moment. Um, and the engagement with council has been good, I've got to say. And, and Glenorchy, whilst they've 
they've not been able to find a solution that's that's uh, suitable to them and to us. Uh, they've been very good during that process, as have the Clarence Council and Kingborough. And um, you know, the favourites at the moment live within those two within those two suburbs, and there are a number of opportunities within Clarence. Um, we've, as I said, got work streams and we've got board members that are in, engaged, closely engaged with council. Council have been really good. It's, um, you know, we're in a hurry. We've got momentum. Um, we've got timelines that we've got to meet, but we've got to have the right uh, sort of training and administration centre for the club that's going to both attract and retain players. Um, 2028's the timeline, I guess, for the, the men's team playing. What, what's the timeline in terms of getting the high performance centre ready for an AFLW or the younger Devils to use? Yeah, we're, we're only a couple of years away from that, in truth, Tim, if yeah. we hit our timelines, and we will hit our timelines. <laughs> I, I think the the uh, the idea for us is is to create momentum, which I think we have. Inside a month, we've, we're up and running, got a board running, and we've got these work streams underway. Um, we're clear on what we've got to deliver, um, and with... You know the good help and and buy-in of councils in the in the case of the training and administration centre. We're pretty confident that we'll have it up and running in time. In time, and it will be something that um, is a bit of a showcase. Needs to be yeah. because it's the first visible piece of infrastructure for the club. Uh, what about um, the Stadium 2.0? I don't know how much you can speak about that, uh, but it, it seems pretty exciting looking from the outside looking in. Um, is it something you're taking seriously as a board? Well, I think a couple of things on that. Uh, Brent, first is um, we've got a time and capacity um, imperative for the club that started was you know we were aware of back in the task force days where for this club to be um, both accommodating for the for the public in other words having enough seats for the public to to, to come along and watch the games but also really importantly commercially um, commercial outcomes for clubs are, are critical for being able to be successful in the league you've got to be successful off the ground as well as on the ground and. And what we found is with both Blunston and, and UTAS that in the case of Blunston, we've got just over 12,000 seats. Um, you know, we've got to do better than that and that's not going to deliver what the club needs either in terms of comfort for spectators or in commercial outcomes. So that was the first piece. There's been a process kicked off now, the Project Estate Significance, and, and that falls within our time frames. So, so that's our biggest focus at the moment and we've got momentum in that so we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that momentum continues. In relation to 2.0, um, I think what it does for me is it confirms that um, the commercial outcomes or the economic outcomes that we talk about um, in relation to a stadium are real. Otherwise, a, a credible um, corporate alternative wouldn't be putting their hat into the ring. So there's a lot more information to come on 2.0, um, but we've got momentum in relation to, to Mac Point um, and the pause process, and that's what we, we're invested in at the moment. How, how much say does the club have on the direction of the stadium? Are you just part of a group that's throwing ideas together there, or is, are we waiting on the, the government to make a call this is the way we're going, or the footy club's obviously got time frame and, and constraints around it? Yeah, it's a great question. There are a number of stakeholders, obviously, in relation to the stadium, and that's part of the part of the benefit of the, the stadium or the precinct is, is that it's going to facilitate a, a lot of things. Uh, footy games is, is only part of that. Um, so we're an important tenant. We'd like to think we're a very important tenant, um, just as we are with the Training and Administration Centre. So we're at the table um, in, on the steering committees and and within the agreements around the stadium are the sort of commercial agreements that we will need um, when we play games at both um, 
the Hobart Stadium in Launceston. Yeah, board member James Henderson sat in that very seat a few weeks ago and, and said that he'd like to see a, a women's AFL team, AFLW team, come in before the men. Is that your view as well? Yes, yeah, the view of the board. Um, long way to go on that, but um, the more that we can put in place that demonstrates that the club's up and running um, is going to be um, the sort of signal that we want to give to, to, to the public of Tasmania. And there's a, there's a key reason why. One of the busiest jobs I've had since taking on the role um, is answering the question as to when can I become involved as a, as a, as a, uh, a member or a supporter? What can I do um, from, from, the, from the AFL legends that we've grown up watching, the Tassie AFL legends we've grown up watching to the, to the average Joe on the street? There's such an appetite for this club to come um, to fruition. Um, and I don't think there's any debate on that. Um, and one of the things I'd like to say this morning is as Tasmanians, let's not lose sight of that. You know, what we're really jumping out of our skin about is the fact that we're finally going to get our own team. Let's come together and work on the things that are going to deliver that team. Um, and that's the sort of attitude that, that I and the board will, will have. And if we can have physical evidence through a training administration centre or, or uh, early entry for, for a women's team, then that's something obviously we're going to support. I'll tell you what, we have had a bit of debate and a lot of texts come through on these shows around the jumper. <laughs> is that something that's discussed at, at board level, whether we go with the map or we go with the alternate design or we have a mix of both? I know my uncle in particular, it's very upset when we talk about <laughs> tweaking the map, but it has the, 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 they're the days we've had the most texts and, and stuff thrown on our social yeah. media is all about the jumper. I was, uh, I, was, I was listening to Tim Harcourt on your, uh, on your show uh, recently and he's a big rap for the, for the map yeah. uh, and don't touch it. No, um, and there's God a, no. There's a pretty big community of those. Um, I've got a personal opinion, and then then, then there's uh, the opinion that that um, um, we'll get in consulting with the public. Um, I've always thought about the opportunity of this club as being all black-like, and and the jumper, the jumper, as you guys know well, in relation to the all black, is a signal, a symbol of of that. You know, it cannot touch the ground in the change room. It's that revered. It's yep. the flag for the club, and I think we've got a bit of that in relation to our our Tassie jumper. Um, we got a number of AFL legends together in Melbourne a few months ago and, and asked them that question, what should it be? You know, you guys are the custodians of the jumper, what should it be? And without exception, they believe that's what the team should run out with in the, uh, in the first game. And, and that reflects my, my opinion, but um, there's uh, a survey coming out in the coming weeks to uh, everyone who signed up on the Believers website, and that's some of the questions that we'll be asking them yep. about, what they want to see in their club, what do they think about the jumper, those sort of things, so that we're ready for March um, when we will reveal name and, and jumper. Can't wait for that. And memberships too, just quickly, we'll yep. get to the news, but uh, not too far away. Not much. Yep. So yep. Uh, working on that at the moment. What about uh, our employee, Jack Rewalt? How's he, how's he goes? He started work on the fabric? Yeah, he's um, he's still travelling to Punt Road. It, it takes him a while to work out um, <laughs> that he's he's doing a different job. I think no, he's he's fantastic. Uh, he's someone that Tassie, I know, is proud of. But I think we've only seen a, a bit publicly of Jack's abilities. We've seen already as a board what this young fella is capable of, and we're so pleased to have him on board. Yeah. Great to see you. Thanks so much for coming in. We could talk to you all day. We really could. Uh, unfortunately, time uh, prevents us from doing that. But your brother, Julian, who's a big engager on the text here and the tweet, he said, could you give him a call, please? He can't He can't reach you. <laughs> nope, that's how busy this man is, Tim. Yeah, he said to give you both high fives. So, uh, so uh, he sends his regards. Very good. Grant, good to see you. I'm hosting a lunch with you today. Looking forward to that. And we'll go a bit more in depth and... Uh, 
looking for that through Clubs Tasmania, Tim. So that'll be a good afternoon. But appreciate you coming in this morning and, and joining us here and, in the studio. And if the club's ever after an MC, <laughs> Brent gets very upset <laughs> if he's not first one asked Is that right? in Tasmania. Gee, thanks he for sees himself up. as the we'll talk about that off flagship <laughs> in Tasmania. <laughs> Great, O'Brien. Thanks for coming in. We're off to a break and coming back to wrap up the first hour next.